Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 35 of MMA The Max. I am your host, Robert Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, my cousin, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe. How are you doing on this uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon there, Joe? I'm doing great, and I appreciate not leading in with insults this time. I feel better about myself now. I don't have my ego shattered. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that was everybody's favorite part about it last time. Um, Special episode this week, as you can see on the screen, your top right corner there. We are joined by the champ champ for the third time. First time with video, told him he'd be the first fighter to be on the uh, video portion of this show since he was the first fighter to agree to come on our show in the first place. So, ladies and gentlemen, Titan FC flyweight, bantamweight champion, the champ champ, Jose Shorty Torres. How you doing today, Shorty? For all 30 minutes that I've been up so far, the day's been going great. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, you're you're out in uh, Florida, so it's about what? Put you about 3, about 3 p.m.? It is 3 p.m. I'm an insomniac for what people don't know, so some days I just don't sleep. Yesterday, it's, you know, so I happened to be one of those days. So I fell asleep around 5, and I was like, all right, maybe it's time to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Were you up uh, watching uh, and finishing Dragon Ball? Yeah, yeah. So I did finish Dragon Ball Super. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was good, a good pack of emotions. But, you know, it sucks to see that it's one episode. Um, you know, they, they had to jam everything in there, but... I mean, overall, it's good. They're coming out with the movie at the end of the year, so I'm, I'm just waiting for that and excited to see what happens next. Nice. So, as a whole, how would you rate the uh, the, the show season? I think it's a phenomenal show. You know, compared to, for example, GT that came back made by a whole different person. But uh, you know, when GT came in, you're just watching it, going, I don't, I have no clue what I'm watching. I'm more just watching out of respect. But you know, <laughs> you see Dragon Ball Super come in, and it's just, you know, it it, it changes everything. You know, it adds a whole new flair to to the series of Dragon Ball. Given it's a little OP, but hey, man, it's it's you, know, you kind of have to do that eventually. Don't all jump in at once, there, Joe. Don't, I figured I'd um, give you a chance to ask a question. Well, I appreciate that, <laughs> but I unfortunately have never seen any Dragon Ball Z, so I have I have nowhere to go with that. It's, well, it's, I'm a little old for that Dragon Ball Z stuff. 
I'm, I'm still a Power did, Rangers there's guy. There's no such thing as being too old for that stuff. <laughs> and technically, Dragon Ball came out before Power Rangers, so did that it? came out. Uh, Dragon Ball came out in the '80s, but it's one of those things for me. Is uh, you know, I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, you know, because in the U.S. it was backwards. And uh, you know, Goku was my biggest role model growing up. You know, for me, I my role models were cartoons, so it was like the White Ranger, Power Rangers, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Goku, stuff like that. So um, my fighting style is me trying to challenge the best. And it doesn't matter if I believe I'm gonna win, lose, whatever. I just want to challenge myself against some of the best. And, that's that's Goku's sort of whole personality, and I get that from that show. So that's the reason why you know, I gym hop and train against again who I believe are you know the top contenders in the world to see just how I stand. Speaking yeah, of uh, speaking of Power Rangers and the White Ranger, I don't know. Maybe have you seen the uh, the video, the little teaser video going around of the White Ranger now being a villain, being played by Jason David Frank? It's like a little mini trailer. <laughs> yeah, so he plays a character that uh, is in a different timeline called Lord Draken. Which, uh, for what people don't know, he actually gets both powers of the Green Ranger and White Ranger and combines them to become Lord Draken. And in a sense, he just takes over the world and becomes his own, you know, his own god. And he's pretty much the emperor of Earth and all these other planets. Whoa, that is way different than what they kind of led on with that trailer. <laughs> that seems yeah, intriguing. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's different where people are like, oh, it's a White Ranger, it's just a different outfit. They actually, both colors the green and the white uh, mm-hmm. powers combined together and he's like dude people didn't realize we could have just been gods like people could have been you know serving us and that's pretty much what you know what he did that's cool that makes that makes a lot yeah. more sense it's, yeah it's, it's, i'm it's, definitely it's gonna want to watch it <laughs> i'm geeking out a little bit right now but yeah <laughs> no that's cool man it, you sold me on it i'm way interested now yeah it's and a cool uh, concept real quick then uh what do you think about the movie that came out not too long ago which uh, the the Power Rangers movie? Yeah, I mean it, it was different. You know, it's kind of like these uh, new, you know, the Flashers, the Arrow, Gotham, all that stuff. Where it doesn't follow a hundred percent to the uh, you know to the you know the origin story, mm-hmm. but you got to make it a little different. You got to make it somehow still random and spontaneous. And you know they put their own little twist on it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited to see the next. I'm excited to see you know who who Tommy is. Whether yeah, it be a tease at the end was great. <laughs> and how they play it out. You know, it's again, it's a thing that's been around for 20 plus years. I'm excited to see how they still, in a sense, prolong it and make it better, you know, for the next generations to come. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't like a great movie by any stretch of the imagination there, but I still watched it completely wide eyed with a smile on my face. It was still the most fun I had in a theater in a long time. <laughs> so yeah, it just brings back memories for, you know, for people who were kids watching Power Rangers like myself. So. It's like it, it might not be the the same Tommy, same uh, Jason, and all these people that were in the movie, but or in the TV show back in the day. But it, it definitely brings back some smiles and memories, and goes, "Hey, this is the the new feel for the new generation." So, you know, so be it. Like, yeah, it's a little little nostalgic for us older folks too, and still has to have a little taste of the new for you know, like my kids to get involved in it like as well. So, it's a good job. Mm-hmm. Plus, they played the old theme music when they first got into the Zords and went after uh, Rita, so that was the best part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the old theme music was just epic. So, yeah. I mean, for for having that type of production value just for your theme music was is is really really awesome. Yeah, you know, for to have your theme music still iconic twenty plus years later, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah speaking of that, I don't know what kind of licensing fees or anything that uh, Titan would have to pay, but have you ever thought about coming out? <laughs> Actually, oh man, to that song? did I come out to a Power Rangers theme song? I know I came out to to Ninja Turtles Ninja Rap. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've come out, <laughs> I've come awesome. out to the Mortal Kombat theme song in the 90s. 
I never came out to Power Rangers, but I remember there was this one guy. It was a whole new promotion. Some guy walked out to the Pokemon theme song, you know. I want to be the very, you know. So he ended up coming out with that, but ended up maybe like 10 seconds in after it said the first verse. It just turned into like this huge dubstep Pokemon uh. song. And, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> bad, but I was just like, there's two things going to happen here. Either he's really, really good, or he's really, really bad. <laughs> he ended up being really, really bad, and he lost that fight. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so it's like, hey, man, you came out, you know, got everyone's attention, and this happened. All right, sorry to hear that. I still uh, still remember when uh, Filthy Tom Lawler walked out to Real American, the uh, Hulk yeah. Hogan theme song, dressed as Hulk that and everything. Awesome. I, I wish more fighters would do just come out to fun songs like that. Luke Rockhold coming out to Damn. Best Around when he fought Machida. Damn. It's it's <laughs> it's different. Right? You got to have fun. You know, a lot of these people just think MMA fighters are are these big brutes. They're always super serious, and they don't do the normal stuff that people do. Like you have to work out twenty four hours a day. You gotta, you gotta, like, man, we gotta have a life too. You know, so um, you know the, these little things are little treasures. Dragon Ball Z, whatever shows, and uh, you know, it's 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 our Netflix and show in a sense. <laughs> yeah, the the most down to earth, cool people I've met have been all the fighters I've met. You know, no, no matter where or what you meet, they're always. I think it has something to do with getting into that and testing yourself. You've actually tested yourself. Guys who've never fought, they're like, you know, they've got a bravado or, or they've got an attitude or they've got something about them. Sometimes, you know, but all the fighters seem to be just good, cool people. And I think that's one of the most endearing things of the sport for people is how open all you guys for, are. You know, for the most part, you know, these guys. You know, and I hope, hope you know, myself to, to be characterized as that we're all, in a sense, humble. And we've been humbled. You know, all my first fights I've lost. So just jumping in there, I was a cocky teenager. I was, uh, you know, going through my teenager phase and rebellious phase with my parents and all that stuff. So, you know, when I got in there, in a sense, you know, got really beat up or in a sense, like, slapped in the face, uh, you know, woke me up. And it's like, oh, okay, everything could happen. And, you know, as my career started to grow and grow and grow, more injuries happen. I get beat up, even though I'm winning my fights. I'm getting beat up, and all these, you know, the the things that you don't expect happen to you somehow. And so, you know, it, it just keeps humbling you more. It keeps you just on the ground. So it's, you know, it's 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 a nice thing. But these shows are, are one of those things as well. Speaking of uh, your career, yeah. let's talk about that real quick. Let's just jump right into it. Your last fight, which was <laughs> pretty much a, a flawless performance in my mind. At least, you know, when it comes to the uh, flyweight division, you know, this, you went in there and less than a round, you starched this guy. You basically proved what everybody else thought that he had no business being in the cage with you. <laughs> and, and that's not, I mean, that's not a slight so much towards him as it is just appraisal of your skills. Mm-hmm. You, you are pretty much are the best flyweight outside of the UFC right now. I don't care what anybody says. Um, what was your mindset going into that fight? And what was your mindset coming out of that fight? Well, my mindset going into that fight was, all right, the the biggest goal is not to get injured, and it was a risky fight because, in a sense, it was the whole you know Rocky one movie where you know Paula Creed's like, all right, well, no one wants to fight me. I beat the best. Let's just try to find a fight, put on a show, and make some money out of it. You know, so for me, it was almost the same circumstance where I wanted to fight, I wanted to make some money because I need to make a living myself, but I I can't get hurt. You know, my past UFC calls, every time they've called me, even though they've known that I've been hurt, they're being respectful. Like, hey, man, we're just going to give you the opportunity anyways. Do someone take it? So, you know, I'm like, man, I'm missing all these opportunities because I'm beat up, because I'm hurt. Same thing with what happened with Sparkle Cherpoff, happened with Gleason and Zeus, even though I won those fights. I'm injured, whether it's stitches, breaking my hand, tearing my MCL, stuff like that. So 
it was a very risky fight for me and for the guy, even though he didn't have the record of accolades. You know, it's it's a huge opportunity for him. You know, and every single guy denied the fight. I asked for the number two guy. Excuse me, I asked for the number three guy, number four. All of them in the state denied the fight. So I'm like, um, let's <laughs> just find somebody to take the fight. And even though people recommended me not to take it, because again, I was already a two-time uh, or two-division world champ, two-time defending. No one's ever you know done that that fast since that six and zero. So it's like, I technically don't. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. Need to fight? Maybe I could just wait for the UFC for a last-minute call. And I was like, "Hey, man, I need to make a living. Screw it. Why not? I'm a fighter. You know, let's do this." And knocked him out. Everything worked out as planned. After the fight. Um, you know, it's like, oh, man, everything for once in my life has worked out as planned. You know, like this has never happened before, but, you know, so far nothing, nothing has come out of it. You know, it's and it's not that it's disrespect towards me. It's um, one of the guys here actually brought up uh, Rami Ahmed, who fought on the card as well. Mm-hmm. He's just like, dude, if you were my weight class, if you were any weight class bigger, you'd be signed immediately. But because you're a flyweight, a flyweight that. You know, it's done many great things, you know, uh, reminiscent of Conor McGregor, Tom Dinkumwa, and, and mm-hmm. Juan Archuleta from Bellator. You're a flyweight. They just right now are not accepting flyweights. Like, what? who who wants to see a flyweight fight? They want to see, you know, TJ Dillashaw go in there against some of the best. They want to see uh, Max Holloway go in there against some of the best or some of the middleweights or lightweights or whatever. But no one cares about Demetrius Johnson, you know, because he's that good. No one cares anymore. They're like, ah, oh, he's going to win. Who cares? It doesn't matter who they put them, uh, put in front of them at the flyweight division. So, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's accidentally bad and brought upon me that even though I'm doing well, it's like, yeah, you're a flyweight. We're still only going to pay you this much. Sorry, buddy. But you're also bantamweight. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those things. I'm also bantamweight. Um, given bantamweight so much more fun just because the the fights are more challenging. Mm. Um. I get beat up a little more. He gets beat up a little more, and it's, I think it's just that much more exciting. But it's it's a weight class that I believe is not right for me. Even though I know I can compete at it and compete against some of the best, um, you know, I'm not afraid of anybody, whether it be you know the, the champion in the UFC or the top three guys or the champions even in Bellator or 1FC or whatever promotion. It's one of those things that you know, I'm, I have an opponent complex. So the bigger they are, the you know, <laughs> more I want to fight them. But it's also the fact you look at my last two fights at 35, even though I won them pretty dominantly at the end, you know, I'm getting injured, and I have yeah. to sit out four to six months, and it's like, all right, maybe I'm a flyweight because my last three flyweight fights have knocked them all out, you know, either in the first or second round. So, it's it's a big, big difference. And uh, yeah, speaking... I think though, at at 25 though, they should sign you immediately because one thing it is right now is shallow on contenders. Anybody who's gonna be fighting Demetrius is a a rubber match or a second match or. They need to develop contenders. And I think bringing you in and developing you as a contender would actually make it interesting. Like, look at this guy going through. He's, he's you know, a two-time champ at Titan FC, runs through the flyweight here in the UFC. Now Demetrius is, is you know, got somebody. I, that's what they need to do. There's Yeah, there's nobody else. You can't build a fight that's already happened twice. And Demetrius whips their ass every time, you know? Yeah, I mean, or 
you know, no offense to Joseph Benavides, I love the guy to death, but, you know, he's looking for a third run. He, you know, Cejudo's looking for his second run. Yep. Um, you know, Pettis, even though he lost Cejudo, he's trying to make his first run. Josir Formiga, the only reason he hasn't been offered a title shot is because, no offense, no one knows him. And yeah. I trained with Josir Formiga. This guy is slick with everything. Good. Oh, he yeah. just, <laughs> you know, no one knows him, you know, besides the Brazilian community. So when it comes to the flyweight division, I mean, you look at the top guys that people know, Cejudo. The only reason people know Cejudo is because he was an Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. The only reason people know Sergio Pettis because, yes, he's a good fighter, but he's a Pettis. You know, his, his big brother is Anthony Pettis, former lightweight champion. You know, and you look at Joseph Benavides. The only reason people know Joseph Benavides is because he was in WEC. He was a you know workforce in WEC, yep. so he's been around for years. You know, yes, everyone else true. is like, Who's this guy? You know, yeah, Tim Elliott now has become popular because he's one ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like there's not many world-class names. I believe they're all phenomenal athletes, and I'm not denying that whatsoever because I've trained with most of them, but it's the fact of no one knows them. Their social media and all that stuff is just – it's mm-hmm. weak compared to Luke Rockhold, Anderson Silva, all these phenomenal heavier weight class guys. So it's you know, it just sucks it, that it affects every other flyweight around the world. Yeah, and I, I... – I, I agree with what you're saying. I also would try to put a lot of that blame on the UFC too, especially when it came to like Juicy uh, Formiga. A lot of his fights, they did the same thing to Ray Borg. His last fight before fighting for the title was on the prelims. Mm-hmm. That's what, where they seem to stick all the uh, the flyweight fighters, unless you're like you said, a Henry Cejudo or Joseph Benavides, you know, something like that. If if you're not a name that came over or has some sort of credibility or something before the UFC or during UFC Ultimate Fighter or Tim Elliott then you're most likely getting stuck on the prelims. And while I do believe that it's up to the fighters a lot to make their own star, so to speak, to like get out there, push themselves on social media. I know Mighty Mouse does his Twitch thing. He doesn't seem to be able to translate that to fans in MMA. Uh, UFC has to you know, do their fair share as well by putting fights on the main card, you know, announcing them as contendership. You know, somebody like Ben Wen right now is actually starting to make some noise, especially with his latest victory. So Yeah. Good point. But you know, just your Formigo was able to knock him out and get a little more popularity because of it. But yeah. You know, it's 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 the fact of, you know, you're hundred percent right. People aren't doing the extra stuff to be promoted. Again, I'm not even in the UFC, but I had fifteen thousand followers on Instagram. I remember when I mean, you were I, ten. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I I look at some of these UFC fighters and you go to their pages, they have no followers. Yep. I mean no offense to Curtis Blades, and I love the guy to death. He's he's literally my giant teddy bear, but he's mm-hmm. barely at ten thousand followers because he doesn't work his social media game compared to you know some of these top notch fighters. Again, he's fighting you know in the main card most likely in UFC Chicago, but it's like, how do you not know Curtis Blades? There's only ten. You, you only fan, have ten thousand yeah. followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's you know it's it's crazy that some of these high high level guys just don't know how to work their Instagram, don't know how to work their Twitter and stuff like that. And it's just uh they have to know that hey man, you're not just an entertainer in the you know, in the cage, but you're an entertainer outside the cage as well. I know yeah, exactly the what you're saying, a... man. I've been trying to work yeah. on him to get his uh Twitter and Instagram <laughs> yes. game up. It's yes. slacking. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the UFC is a, a fight promoter, not a fighter promoter, you know. They they're, they're going to promote you when you have a fight, but you need to get people interested in you. I think a good example of that is um uh Derek Lewis. He doesn't post a lot of training and stuff. He just posts a lot of hilarious ass videos. And that gets people to follow him and that he's got a a huge following that way too, you know. 
So it, it's yeah, I know, I know. I should work my social media game more, a, a lot more. <laughs> you know, people have to find their own niche, and uh, yeah. yeah, Derek Lewis is one of them. Where he, you know, he found his niche with the you know comedic videos. You know, but UFC is only going to promote fighters that are either champions, top-notch contenders, or they're good-looking guys. Paige Vanzant, Sage Northcutt, the top contenders like Francis Ngannou, or you're the champion like you know Demetrius Johnson in these commercials lately. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 money for them. So if you can't, you know, promote if you don't have a name for yourself, they're not going to help you either. What Curtis needs to do is take a cue from you and start wearing onesies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust me, I've been I've been trying to get him to to do a couple of things, but hopefully, eventually, he, you know, uh, onesie is actually one of those things that have been on the list. I wanted to wear the the Mike Wazowski, <laughs> you know, uh, or not Mike Wazowski. Which which one's the big one? Uh, Sully. Which one's the big yeah, one? Sully. Sully. Yeah, I wanted to wear Sully. I'll be the Mike Wazowski next, so. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh, so Curtis has that fight coming up in Chicago, uh, Overeem. It's a fight that I correctly predicted. You know, call me Mystic MMA to the max, whatever you want to say. Um, after his last victory, um, what's going on with Chicago for you? Nothing whatsoever. I have not been called or contacted for you know, a fight anywhere near Chicago. Um, you know, I know, you know, of events happening or contender series possibly coming back and stuff like that. Season but two, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's pretty much it. You know, I, I love these little shows like looking for a fight and Dana White's contender series. I think they're awesome. Um, and I know this year they're trying to make it a lot bigger than last year where they're actually trying to get regional champions like myself, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between, and I'm not trying to sound like a drama queen, but it's more out of respect than what I've been able to do. The difference between you know the average flyweight champion and the average bantamweight champion is they're just a champion. I have two belts. I have defended them three times, and I'm only seven and zero. You know, with a vast amateur record of you know 26 amateur MMA fights, 50 plus of kickboxing, Muay Thai, hundreds of wrestling matches, and you know college accolades. So it's it's one of those things. It's like oh, I've already put in the work. What do I have to keep on doing stuff to, in a sense? possibly hinder my career you know mm-hmm. anything can happen again my last yeah. fight was a big risk of sure you don't need to take the fight you already had the accolades and i'm like ah sure why not let's just do it and you know i was able to knock them out but what if the tides return i knock i get knocked out and i have to fight three more times i have to fight a year another you know two years just to get noticed again like it was that's a fair yeah, point got, yeah you know, there's no reward without risk though you know and you're you've taken all the risks yet the rewards have yet to come your way yeah. but it's just a matter of time man these jackasses over there at ufc are gonna <laughs> realize what the hell they're missing out on <laughs> every one of my friends who's an it's MMA a good fan thing we, they don't watch our show yeah. otherwise they might hold that against shorty <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was jackass with all due respect and love because yeah. i do appreciate what they do but anyone i've said you know hey watch this fight watch shorty watch shorter they're all amazed you know you're a very talented fighter not to kiss your ass or anything but you're a a talented, fun, exciting fighter. It's everything that the UFC wants. You're not a lay and pray wrestler. You're not, you know, a guy who just sticks on the outside of your jab and keeps it. You you engage. You move. You you wrestle. You fight. So, fuck it. I don't know. Let's oh, just do it. I got my lights again. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I gotta move. Gotta move around. Come on, <laughs> Alexa. Turn hey, Alexa. Yeah. Damn, door moves. No, that's, a, that's an unintentionally great moment on the show. Yep. Uh, it, it happened when I was in area Juani show. It actually happened. And I was like, oh, oh sorry. Hold, hold on, Juani. Hold on. Hold on. Who's the laptop? That was a good interview with Ariel, too, man. I enjoyed it. 
Well, I appreciate it. You know, he's 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 a cool guy, very humble as well, and mm-hmm. you know, was able to help me out and, and really put in you know, the proper snippets to one, increase my popularity, and two, just yep. really show the work that I've, you know that I've put in. You know, he did his, he really really studied before uh, he did his interview with me to find out who I was and what I do, and you know, even the side stuff of my internet sales and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's really cool to, you know, again, that was that's that's like the pinnacle of, of interviews for a lot of people. Of like, okay. oh, you're gonna interview by MMA Junkie or Ariel Hawani or. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or Mark uh, Rigamondi from uh, MMA News. It's, it's, you know, it's cool. You know, so it's, uh, you're getting to the top there. It's like, yeah, I'm getting recognized finally for <laughs> what I'm doing. And then it's like, have you been called? <sighs> nope. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm getting recognized by great people, just not the people that I need to be recognized by. You know, Mick Maynard, Dana White, all these guys know who I am. I know they're mm-hmm. interested. Yeah. But again, because it's the flyweight division, it's like we're, we would be taking a risk to give you a safe North good deal. We'd be given a risk to give you now Mackenzie Dern or Sean O'Malley deal. You know, So it's, again, if I was a heavier weight class, it'd be different. I was going to say, uh, I mentioned Sean O'Malley. I was going to bring that up about as a point about Dana White's uh, looking for a fight series or not looking for a fight, his Tuesday Night Contender Series. Sorry, that's Matt Serra's thing. Um, Sean O'Malley, success story coming out of that that show. So, I mean, while I think you're past that show, past the point, uh, maybe, I mean, it might help the star power and if it gets into you and the UFC. I mean, it, look what it's doing for somebody like Sean O'Malley, and you have a better finishing rate than the guy does. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and I believe it's the pros and cons of both. You know, the pro is if I take the fight, I win the fight. You have millions of viewers now knowing who I am. Um, mm-hmm. Dana what knows who I am. And, and, you know, my career now really starts to flourish. The only flaw isn't, again, I'm not afraid of anybody, but it's against a top contender, which would be somewhere around my level. And it's always that possibility of losing, which, again, it's, it's like any fight. But it's at the point of my career where do I need to keep on fighting to get a proper deal? Mm-hmm. 7-0, again two division champ, three time defending. I've already done so many things. I feel I don't need to do anything more to really prove that I'm ready for the next level. Um, you know, if, the, if, if that's what the UFC wants, you know, maybe we're, we're definitely going to talk about it and see, you know, see what my team personally thinks about it and, uh, you know, see what happens next. But, you know, for me, I'm trying to not just talk to the UFC. I'm trying to talk to other promotions and see, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm a two-way class champion. Is there anything that, you know, we can work out? Because, again, I still also have to make a living myself. Yeah. And I can't rely on a promotion that is, again, the the biggest and most popular promotion in the world. But if they're not going to respect me now, by the time I'm signed, are they still going to respect me then? So 
Um, I'm also not trying to sign for um, the average contract. You know, I'm not a I'm not a ten and ten fighter. <laughs> you know, I'm not just some last minute <laughs> replacement. Sadly, and sadly, you know, yeah. I've been offered so many last minute replacement fights against very top level guys. And given no numbers have ever come up, but it's like I'm not a you know I'm not a, a ten and ten last minute replacement. Mm. You know, I'm not just some random Joe Schmo that you're trying to get into to possibly just make it a feeder fight. I'm a guy. Hopefully, that you're trying to make you know one day a top contender. So it's again, it's it's a lot of things going on, a lot of a lot of business stuff that I. 100% hate because I'm in it just to, just to fight and do my thing. But yeah, I guess, uh, learning, I'm still learning how to become an adult. <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to counterpoint what you're saying real quick, uh, and, and use somebody that just did exactly what you were talking about, made a, a short notice debut in the UFC against a top contender. It worked out pretty well for him. Alex Hernandez. Yeah. He made that short note. I think it was only four days and absolutely starched Benil Dariush who was ranked top 15, and it's working out for him. I mean, so, I mean, short notice fight could work for Shorty. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe Lozon I mean, against Jance Palver was a similar similar thing. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't deny these these last-minute fights. It just so happened all these last-minute fights I was injured. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> exactly. and, and I did say, I, it wasn't with you guys, but I did say when I got called for UFC Charlotte, it was two-week notice. They go, hey, man. We want you to fight. You know, we like you. We even give you two choices. You know, between t- these two UFC contenders, and both guys did not fight. So it's either oh, can people, you say which guys? No, either <laughs> either I'm, I I just don't like to stir the pot. But it's either yeah. I'm injured or people don't want to fight me. You know, so for me, I know I'm gonna have to fight the Tim Elliott, the uh, Joseph Benavides, the yeah. the higher end guys. Which again, I'm perfectly fine with. I know what I can do against these guys. Um, but it's the fact of. I'm not going to fight them for just random money. Like I, I need, you know, proper contract. I need to be respected for what I've been able to do. Again, all my seven fights, which I believe are right, um, I took very, very risky fights. Yeah, you know, I was three and zero fighting Pedro Nobert. That was eighteen and two. But I could have just fought some other guy just to get it under my my record to, to say I defended my belt. I fought Farquhar Sheripov at seventeen and four, or excuse me, seventeen and seven, who just won the uh, Titan FC bantamweight tournament championship. And it's like he beat some great, great guys, and then I ended up beating him in a five-round, you know, unanimous decision win. So it's like with a broken hand and torn MCO. <laughs> you know, so it's like what else do I got to do? Um, but, you know, it, again, it's, it's a business thing, and it's something now that I really have to start sitting down and, and thinking what I want to do next in my career. It makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Expecting my co-host <laughs> to actually jump in with some sort of substance here. Oh, no, I'm not known for my substance. I'm known for my jackassery and idiotic comments. (laughs) But, no, I just – I think it's – like you say, yeah, I mean, you want to go to the UFC. That's the big dance. That's the big show. But, you know, if one calls, Bellator calls, if someone calls, and they're going to give you what you're due, I mean, you've got to make – you know, like you said, those business decisions and go where you have to. You know, like for me, you know, if Bellator called and gave me – a phenomenal deal like a Sage Northfield deal, you know, mm. hey man, it's business and hopefully the UFC understands and maybe one day, you know, I'll be in the UFC, but that's something I got to take in front of me. If one FC offers something where, yeah. go, hey man, you could be a two belt champion for us, you know, here's how much we're offering you. It's like, oh God, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely can't deny it. Yes, in a sense, UFC will be more money in the long run, but that's if I make it in the long run, you know, so there's always that risk. Again, MMA is such a short career, you just never know what's going to happen next. I mean, and I never expected to break my hand into my I'm still on one fight in the very, very first round of a title fight. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh, anything can happen to where 
you know, I break my hand that bad where the doctor's like, dude, you can't fight again. Your hands messed up that to that point where you can't fight again. Well, then I need to make the most amount of money now, you know? So Bellator, 1FC, Risen, whatever promotions out there offer the biggest, you know, amount of money. And it's obviously reasonable. Well, then I have to take it. Even if that Bellator 135, even though they don't have a flyweight division, hey, man. Then I gotta fight, you know, fight Darian Caldwell for the championship or one FC will fall the champion. You know, so again, it's it's whatever opportunities come in front of me. And so far, just I'm just sitting back, relaxing, training, and staying ready. Yeah, I was gonna say one FC. If it was, if the UFC doesn't come calling, one FC is where I want to see land. Just I agree with that uh, statement because they have one of the best bantamweight uh, fighters in the entire world who came off an amazing fight uh last night yesterday well yesterday morning or whatever i don't know if you got a chance to check check it out yet uh no i know he fought the two belt champion how, yeah, how did that win, go yeah. uh great fight went all five uh went all all rounds all five i believe um you know one of c they judge as the fight as a whole like pride used to do and uh they have bibiana fernandez got the split decision victory so he retains so um yeah, I mean, you got the bandweight division in 1FC. Then you got the flyweight division in 1FC as well. A ton of great yep. flyweight fighters. I think that's also where uh, Horiguchi's landed right now. So mm-hmm. Horiguchi's in... Uh, no, he's in, uh, in Risen. Risen. Risen, that's right. Okay. Risen. And so, and Horiguchi's yeah. fast. I mean, I was oh, yeah. I was sparring with him I was sparring with him the other day, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't sparred with him. And out of nowhere, you know, he's doing his little bounce step. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've seen your fights. I know what you can do. And I know you're very, very good. And I remember he punched me in the face. And then I was like, you ever see the rush hour scene where Chris Tucker gets kicked? <laughs> yeah. And he's just Which like, you guys? who kicked me? <laughs> so when he punched me, I was just like, all right, cool, counter. Oh, wait, he's not there. All right, where is he? You know, so <laughs> it, it was definitely like, all right, this guy's fast. And Adrian Amores, he's here as well, American top team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm training with top, top, guys, top yeah. you know, contenders and champions, you know, Risen champ, one of C champ, um, you know, uh, Henan Burrell, Jose Formiga, Pedro yeah. Munoz, all these guys. So – um, Division One national champ wrestlers here, you know, so it's it's definitely uh, you know a learning experience and just right now again I'm at the point getting given I'm relaxing from you know my last fight so I'm just kind of taking it easy until I find something out but you know it's I, I'm impatient <laughs> sadly and <laughs> and two it's like you know UFC Chicago would be a dream come true given I hope there's another UFC Chicago you know years later but you know so far no updates no news no no anything to brag about which. You know, really sucks to hear because I thought I put up a, a very good campaign for it. But again, Chicago I, wants it, but UFC doesn't. I was going to say, I thought your social media presence leading up to your last fight was absolutely ridiculous for somebody of your like level of name. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not UFC name, your name yet. You're not UFC, you're not Bellator, like that, anything like that right now. But the, the social media presence that I was seeing, that I was reading on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all over the place, you, people were excited for, for Shorty Torres at uh, Titan FC. So... Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising as well that the UFC didn't come calling, especially with Chicago just around the corner. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a great fight. For example, you know, a fight that I've always wanted to have. Um, given, I, I don't think it'd be fun to have it as my first fight because I would like to, you know, maybe get those jitters out. You know, UFC jitters out. But I think a great, great fight would be Tim Elliott. I mean, again, two champs yeah, would who would be have been the real undisputed champ would. Tim has, uh, you know, retained his belt. If I was, you know, the contender coming up and challenger, mm-hmm. or you know, would have gone the other way around. Now, would I would have been another dominant champion? You know, we saw what I did against his last opponent that he did a five round distance fight with, and knocked him out in eighty six seconds. You know, so Tim Elliott again, a, yep. a guy I've trained with as well, another Midwest boy from Kansas. You know, so it's like, 
that'd be awesome just to have that in UFC Chicago. Like that makes the best, you know, sense, mm-hmm. the most sense. But you know, it's again, it's not my job to promote it. It's not my job to to put that stuff out there. There's so. I'm just here waiting for the call. I feel like the call's still still gonna happen. I mean, Chicago's not till what May, June, June, I think, right? Uh, June, June ninth. June ninth. It's still a little mm-hmm. ways away, and they do like to load up the uh, the hometown people for the most part. I mean, Curtis is on the show. You got CM Punk most likely on the show, which Who's would CM be Punk great for you. Fight? Which would be great for you to have if you were on I, that card and yeah. CM Punk's on there because that's more buys. <laughs> so yeah, I believe I believe there's another guy, Michael Santiago, which is you know out of a gym in Chicago as well. He, so it's they like, just got booked, right? He just got added. I forget. Yeah, Who's it's fighting? like it's more than likely, more than likely UFC fight past prelim fight. But yeah. Yeah. um, you know, you think about it, it's only three guys out of you know so many. You know, you have Ricardo Lamas, you have Bala Muhammad, you have myself. Yes, you have Sergio Pettis in Milwaukee, which you know I'll kind of give you because now we're you know an hour away. But then you have yeah. all the roots of sport mm-hmm. that most of the most of the guys are either from Milwaukee, Chicago, or somewhere in the Midwest. You know, so it's like, come on, guys! Like I, I know, like again, they're making a phenomenal, phenomenal card. I think it's amazing, but just just to have UFC pay per view in Chicago, I think it should be more Chicago fights. I just think that's the like a perfect storm of your debut for the UFC. I just don't see how they don't see it. I mean, yeah, yeah flyweight division, whatever, but it's just a perfect storm. I mean, it's <laughs> your Chicago yeah, so born and bred there, man. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so be it. I'm just, again, doing my thing and see what happens next for me. They've only got what, seven or eight fights booked so far. So there's room. There's, they're going to work it out. I have, I have hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or you could just be raising your hopes for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, so and that, that, that's where I'm at. You know, when I fought Gleadson, um, I'm pretty sure I told you guys that like I just wasn't excited for the fight. You know, I, I really didn't care to fight him. I was like, mm, Oh, I've yeah. done this, I've done that, I should be in the UFC and even though I got all these calls, I was injured, just couldn't take it. I expect another call, just never happened. So by the time I got in there in the cage, I was like, Man, I don't even want to fight you. I got beat up a little more because of it. Yeah. And by the time I really was like slapped in the face to wake up, that's when I finally got the finish. But now I have you know seven stitches over my eye. I have you know calf. Uh, my calf is like the size of a heavyweight because I've taken so many calf kicks. You know I can't walk after the fight. So it's like ah, uh, you know, you know, Louis Giordano is is my nutritionist and and nutritionist. not just nutritionist, but but my like mental coach. You know, he's <laughs> like, dude, you can't you can't rely on these guys because. You have your hopes up all this time, but then nothing happens. You just bring yourself down, and now you're getting beat up in a fight that you should be easily winning. You know, so it's it's one of those things that I'm just trying to keep my head up and just again doing my thing and see what happens next. And that's why I got to keep my I got to stop having the blinders on for the UFC and just have my eyes open. Maybe Bellator again, one FC, Risen, all these other promotions out there. I'm glad you said that because uh, the last time we talked to you was right before that fight, mm-hmm. and we all thought you were just going to run right through the guy. And then when I was watching the fight, I was like. Hey, wait a second. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. But then it's also, again, it's also the, you know, the weight and the size advantage of these Bantamweights. Again, I, I have the condition. Yeah, I have way the bigger. way bigger, the, yeah. the, the speed. And I, I know I can do my, you know, my best against some of these really, really good guys. And I know mainly I have the condition at 135. So if I'm able to take it to the later rounds, it's my <laughs> bread and butter there. But it, again, it's the fact of I'm a division two, you know, wrestler and all American and, and I get, taken down by a guy who has in a sense no wrestling experience collegiate wise you know so this shouldn't be happening but it is you know given it's a fight mm-hmm. anything can happen but um you know it's again i'm just trying not to rely on anything i'm just trying to keep my head just clear and then you know keep my eyes open to see you know what's going to come back 
Yeah, great, great philosophy yeah. to have. Um, you mentioned Pedro Munoz earlier. How did you score that fight with him and John Dodson? I actually didn't get to see the full fight. Oh, okay. I sadly, sadly, just it never worked out. I was like, all right, cool, I gotta watch the fight. Just timing was was horrible that day, so I couldn't watch the fight. Um, I did see the highlights, given most of his highlights were, or most of the highlights were of him. But again, uh, everyone here, given everyone's bias, just because they're from ATT or ATT guy, but no. I was like, oh, you know, Pedro Munoz won or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of people say that Pedro Munoz won. I hear some people say that Dotson won again. I didn't watch the fight, so sadly I can't really chime in. But, um, I mean, I was helping uh, Pedro for that fight because I was, you know, trying to be elusive and all that stuff like Dotson. And, uh, yeah, I know what Dotson can do. I've trained with Dotson. I swore with him. He's you know, a good friend of mine. He hits very, very hard, and uh, he's very, very fast and explosive. But Pedro Munoz throughout the whole camp was just trying to push forward. And I'm assuming that's what he did in the fight where he's pushing yeah. forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. He like, hey, man, come on, let's put on a show. Like, come on, let's put on a show. And, you know, so be it. They gave it to Dotson. And uh, another fight. Who do you think won, uh, got, you know, got the win in uh, TJ versus Cody? <laughs> yeah well, well the tj fight you know uh, we haven't talked we haven't I mean, talked since before that fight so i know we were all talking about that crazy. we all thought tj was gonna win but man not like that you know <laughs> yeah i definitely definitely expect the knockout i expected uh you know some ground and pound or some submission yep. because you know tj's just so dominant on the ground mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that uh you know it worked out to tj's favor in the best you know possible case scenario you have uh, Alpha Mel coming out with that video a couple of days before the fight, mm-hmm. and so it's crazy how, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how he got dropped the same way in the in the video in the fight, yep. and um, and then TJ is just able to respond back. You know, you know Cody's complaining, oh, I deserve a rematch, a, a title shot immediately. It's like, nope. for what? You never defended your belt. Like, yeah, you beat one of the best in the world, and but then you just lost. You got knocked out. It wasn't, yeah, it was a close fight. That's great. But it's not like you've been, you know, Demetrius Johnson, Erso Silva, John Jones, where mm-hmm. you've defended your belt at least mm-hmm. once. You wanna. And right. then you deserve, you know, <laughs> so. But it's, again, um, and then you look at the case of uh, TJ. He defended his belt against Joe Soto, had the, or excuse me, Barrow, Joe Soto, or yeah. Joe Soto Barrow, and had to fight um, Dominic Cruz. Sadly, lost a split, a split decision, which I do believe that Dominic uh, Cruz lost. It was a very, very so close I, fight. I agree, I agree with that as well. It could it could have gone either way, honestly, but I, I believe TJ did win that fight. Uh, rewatching it at least without the sound or without yeah. the commentary and all that stuff. Yeah. But it was, uh, I thought, you know, because it was such a close fight, it was a split decision that TJ should have got the rematch. You know, he defended his belt twice, and they didn't give it to him. They made him wait two years, and you know, it's, again, yeah. that's what the UFC does. And that's why, uh, that's why, that's why I was on TJ's side when they, you know, they talked about Cody doing stepping in short notice uh, for yeah. a title fight. And he's like, "Well, no, no, dude, I had to, I had to go through like some killers to yeah. even get a rematch of the title that a lot of people thought I, I never lost." And no. yeah, I'm completely agreeing. Plus, on top of the fact that he just had his baby, how are you gonna make a guy fight, you know, less than a month after he just had his kid? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's put Cody up against um, Litaker. See how he handles a guy who can box as good as he does and hit as hard as he does, you know? Give him somebody, you know, a Sun South, someone who's going to wrestle him, who's going to... Those are the people that TJ had to go through to get his belt back. So it's like, yeah, do something, you know? <laughs> Earn your chance back. Earn your shot again. Fight some of these badass guys at 35. Yeah, you got guys yeah. coming up. Marlon Moraes, you had Jimmy Rivera, yeah. Dominic Cruz trying yeah. to come back. You know, Cody yeah. Garbrandt. So I believe those four, you know, have, you know, see who, you know, whoever fights first, 
you know, get get the contender fight. Maybe that could be the next fight, you know, up if TJ doesn't fight DJ, which I hear on Twitter and all that stuff that that fight's not happening anymore. I haven't talked to TJ, which so sucks. I don't know, nor, nor yeah. do I really ask those questions. I let him, you know, do what he needs to do, but um, plus I brag too much, so I can't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's, again, we'll see what happens with TJ that the, you know, he's 100% the prime of his career. I can tell you when he was getting ready for the Cody Garbrandt fight, I mean, given I got there a little out of shape, I was just kind of jumping back into it. But man, he he was a complete different animal much earlier in his camp than he is usually at, towards the end of his camp where he's tapering off. So, I mean, he's he's definitely in the prime of his career right now. He had so. a lot of motivation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he had so something to prove. Yeah, and he's you know he's helping me out right now, giving me some mental and, and you know in a sense big brother advice. And just uh, trying to be a mentor and, you know, help me out to see what's going to happen next in my career. So, you know, again, got to keep my eyes open and see what happens next. We had a uh, – our very first live show, we had a, a guest, a friend on and all that to join us for a third person just to have it. Um, I screwed up the recording, so that show never got to see air. <clears throat> but we actually talked about that fight that the uh, – the, the who, whoever the photographer is that captured that moment that TJ was in Cody's oh, yeah. face is probably Screaming. one of the top three most iconic – pictures in MMA history like up there with like the Henderson flying in the air to knock out Bisping at from UFC 100 it was just pure raw emotion (laughs) it's one of the coolest things ever I mean it's crazy you know TJ he's a quiet person when he's in camp you know he just 100% wants to be completely serious completely focused you know that that division one wrestler that's win 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 Mm -hmm. win 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 that's all he knows so with the whole Team Alpha Male stuff, all these rumors, uh, the show happening, and, and just you know all these problems, that he was just ready to fight. You know, it, it would, the fight itself was like his release, his final stress release that he just needed out there. And so to have this fight happen, him knock out Cody in the best possible case scenario, mm-hmm. is is literally the best stress relief for him. You know, so for him to finally let that out, I mean, again, like you said, it was a, a bundle of emotions finally mm-hmm. coming out, and it was just. You know, it's kind of like that Lions of War cry, but it's also slash happiness in there that it's, it's finally over. That's it. We don't have to deal with this anymore, exactly. at least for now. Well, at least he hoped because now Cody's still starting on his crap with him because of the rematch. Right. Um, last thing about that fight, I have to ask, maybe you've asked him or he's told you or anything like that because I got a lot of people online that it's just like this big point of contention with that fight. It's absolutely ridiculous in my mind. The end of the first round, how hurt was he? Do you know? Did he? Has he told you? Um, I don't know, but I mean, he came out pretty, yeah, he kind of wobbled back to his corner, mm. but then after that, I mean, after the minute, he was perfectly fine. He was able to, you know, start yeah. balancing again. So, I mean, if you think about it, you look at Cody Garbrandt when he, you know, eventually got finished, he was still wobbling a good 30, 40 seconds after the fight, Yeah, yep. you know, and it took him a while to finally, when the decision was finally being made, it took him a while to even get over there. So, uh, you know, there was definitely a big difference. I, I mean, he... Cody lands a phenomenal shot, square in the jaw, right in the center of the face, drop TJ. It's, it's one of those shots that's going to drop pretty much anyone. Doesn't matter how hard you get hit, it's just right dead center in the face. You're going to you're <laughs> yeah. gonna fall. But, you know, TJ was able to recruit pretty fast and, and, you know, do his thing because of it. I can't tell you my personal experience watching the fight. Um, you know, I've never, again, I didn't know TJ before the John Lennon fight, all that stuff. And then I started to get, you know, know him, train with him, and started to get emotionally attached, you know, caring for this dude. And, it's like, man, this guy's like a mentor, a big brother, really helping me out and really just taking me under his wing, teaching me so much. And so when he fought against Cody, the whole team knew 
that this is a very, very scary fight and a very emotional oh, yeah. fight, not just for mm-hmm. TJ, but because it's emotional for him, it's emotional for us. You know, we're, we're, we're all a team at the training lab. So um, he goes in there and I'm just like, guys, don't <laughs> talk to me. Like, I'm watching the fight. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I'm, I'm just right now as a serious as TJ going in there. So, you know, um, I, I, like, people, people were just trying to ask me questions like, oh, man, he got dropped in the first round. What do you think? I'm like, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Like, just I'm just trying to watch the fight, trying not to swear at people and just whatever. And, um, you know, he gets dropped, and I, I, my heart sank. I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, cool. The bell. All right. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get knocked out because that's that's honestly what we expected. The worst case scenario is that TJ yeah. gets knocked out because of Cody's power and. Uh, Man, he went in there, second round, did his thing. When he knocked him out, it was it was like a stress relief for me. I was like, oh, my God, get it. You know, This is the first time I've ever watched like a high-class championship fight where I almost actually teared up because mm-hmm. not just the joy, but it was like I was so stressed in his camp as well because, again, it, I'm his teammate. I'm helping him for the Cody Garbrandt fight. Mm-hmm. So if he loses, in a sense, it's not my fault, but it's more of like I'm supposed to prepare you for you know guys yeah. like this. You know, which one is saying something for me because I'm not a UFC fighter, you know, helping world championship fighters. But two, it's like I'm helping this world-class fighter get ready for a title fight that's literally putting me under his wing, helping me all this stuff. If he loses, the whole team loses, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yep. oh, my God, yeah, it's, it's over. He was, okay. <laughs> I, I can breathe. New, I can breathe. Yeah. I was in New Jersey like maybe an hour away, and I was actually planning on going to the after party. But um, the time they ran the fights in New York, by the time the fights were over, it was like, 1.30 in the morning. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not going. I'm not going. Have fun, guys. Yeah, yeah. I like, what I like, you could tell that he wasn't, I mean, he was rocked at the end of that first round, but he was still completely coherent. I mean, if you listen to um, Dwayne in the corner, say, hey, don't set up the kick. It's there. Just throw the kick from the outside. That's exactly what he did. Someone, as, as a person who's been concussed, unfortunately, multiple times in my life, it's hard to follow direction. When, you know, when you're, when you're hurt and you're stunned like that it, and – so I just think he got rocked good, but I honestly, I think if there was still another 10 or 15 seconds left in the round, I don't think it would have finished him. Cody's not likely to get on top of him for ground and pound. Cody wants to let him back up. So everyone's saying, oh, he was done in the first round. If there were 10 more seconds, it would have been over. I don't think so. Maybe, think but you don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't know. I just don't think yeah. so. Yeah, he got up and he was a little wobbly, but you know, he was like, ah, oh, he was thinking in his head, I messed up. Everything was still there, man. So I, I yeah. I'm just glad I'm just glad he won because I spent weeks leading up to that fight telling people, yeah. betting people, making bets, telling them, like, no, if the if the TJ that fought John Lineker shows up for this fight, Cody is finished. 
Nobody beats that TJ. Man. Yeah, nobody, nobody beats, beats that, that TJ at all. That is like the best fight I've ever seen in my life. That TJ that fought Lineker, and uh, when that first round happened, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and Scary. I think it's honestly, and I'm going to take a lot of credit away from TJ here, and I, I'm going to put it squarely where I think it belongs: the coaching of Dwayne Ludwig. Oh yeah. What he was able to see, like if if TJ doesn't follow <laughs> what Ludwig says, he doesn't win that fight. <laughs> in mm-hmm. my mind, that was absolutely phenomenal coaching. By Dwayne Bay. Dwayne, man, he's one of those guys that seems so calm in the gym. And, you know, he's he's there all the time for all the sparring days. And this is awesome because, again, he was in Colorado. We're all in Orange County, L.A., mm. in California. And he was flown in for the first three days of the week, Monday through Wednesday, just to watch TJ hit pads and, and, and do um, sparring and all that stuff. So he was always there, um, no matter if they were in completely different states. And just the coaching itself, even in practice, and I'm sparring against TJ, and when I'm, you know, at times like besting him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm having a really good day. <laughs> and then Dwayne says one thing, I was like, I speak English too, and I know I'm getting hit with it. I'm like, what, why? What the hell? Like, I know it's coming, but Dwayne's so good at, at telling TJ, and TJ's such a good student that he just immediately listens, doesn't hesitate. He's like, all right, cool, I'm gonna do it. Um, you know, it's practice. Why not? It's one of those things that he just has so much trust in Dwayne, and Dwayne is so intelligent at another level when he watches this stuff that, you know, you don't need to set it up. He just, once you do it, I don't know, you're like, why Why is it working? Like, I knew what you said. Like, I know what you said. You told him to throw a high kick without a setup. I see it coming, but for some reason, you know, there's nothing I could do, you know. So, obviously, he's seen something I'm doing that I'm just not realizing I'm doing, and it's, uh, it's crazy that just to see Dwayne coach me. I, I love the guy to death. He helped me out a lot in my last two camps as well. So um, I really, really do praise Dwayne Ludwig's style, the whole BMT and, and, mm-hmm. and just his coaching, his philosophy overall. Like he does this for a living for a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. he is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal at it. And uh, again, you don't have to be, look at Curtis Blades. I was going to say, know, he's been training Curtis with Blades somebody striking lately. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be the, the switch dance guy or he just recommends it. You know, everything is flowing to a takedown. So if you're a wrestler, it's going to benefit you. If you're a striker, it's going to benefit you because now you're comfortable in both stances mm-hmm. or even just flowing in both stances to get back to your regular stance. So uh, Dwayne, man, he's, he's just 100% at another level. He really is. Yeah, and uh, recently a, a local hometown guy, uh, Dominic Reyes, just went to uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. He's going to train with Curtis. I'm sure yeah. you've seen him. you probably met him. But uh, he's training there, man. And it's, it's, it's starting to I, – I think Dwayne and Elevation out there – I, I I think it's starting to become the new uh, Jackson Wink when it comes to fighters. Man, I've never – I can tell you this. You know, I've never been at a gym, at a new gym, and I felt like a newbie. Like <laughs> when, I, when I did karate when I was a kid, that was the first time where I was like, all right, cool. Like I don't know the movesets. you got to teach me all brand new. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Combat Doe where I'm at, it's like, okay, cool. It's a whole different experience. I don't know jiu-jitsu. I don't know this. Are you going to teach me the moves? But I know all the stuff now. I'm multiple-time world champ. And then I go to Dwayne's, and he's like, all right, cool, jab, cross, 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 hook, upper. And I was like, why can't I remember this? Why can't I do this? And I'm watching other, I'm watching other people in his gym that have never fought a day in their life, but they know the BMT system and lifestyle, mm-hmm. and they're just toying with me. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm, I'm honest. I was getting aggravated and pissed off. I'm like, I can't switch stance. This is dumb. I can't throw <laughs> this hand. This is stupid. And I'm, I'm – in a sense, mocking it only because I wasn't able to do it myself. And then after the first week, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm getting hang of this. I'm starting to learn the, the combination styles and, and just flowing in general. And that's what he preaches, just the flow. And uh, 
Yeah, it's it's helped in my fights now. Oh, there go the lights again. <laughs> oh no! But it, it it's helped Who in the fights. Who turned out the lights? There it goes. It's back. <laughs> but yeah, it it really has helped in my fighting style. And it's uh, it's something I hope I get to do again one day. I'm gonna have to send you this uh this uh, Echo Dot man. You could just connect it up to your lights. We we did a yeah. giveaway for an Echo Dot. The guy didn't claim it, so I still have it. I might as well just send it to you. Then you could. You can say, Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> Alexa. Yeah, clap on, clap off. Yeah, remember you're, you're staying in the dorms there at uh, American Top Team? Yeah, these are beautiful, beautiful dorms. It's two to a room, lucky me. I got my own room. Um, it, it's honestly, and it's like long story short, it looks just like the, the fighter house in the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, like mm-hmm. you get to walk in, there's a beautiful kitchen, you know, there's dorms everywhere. It's, it's, you know, it's red and blue, gray, all that stuff. Like, it's it's just honestly a very clean environment. And that's the cool thing about it. And I think the best thing about it here is just like Jackson Winters, guys from all over the world, you know, training mm-hmm. to be the best. Um, they only have to like a few fighters up here. They definitely pick their fighters that they want, whether they be Bellator, UFC, 1FC, Risen, all, all of them high class fighters. I'm one of the only 10FC fighters besides Rami Hamed up here. And um, there's just so much camaraderie. Like, we went out to dinner yesterday, we hang out, we watch movies at night. Like, usually everyone's like, all right, cool, later, I'm going to my room. Like, everyone's <laughs> in the living room just hanging out. You know, you got Polish guys here that barely speak English. You have um, Enrico Barzola, who's proven practicing his English, barely, you know, who, who speak anything. Horiguchi, which he just, you know, walks around and he's like, oh, to everyone, because you know, <laughs> there's no English. So, um, is Joanna still there? Joanna was here for okay. like two weeks. Um, she lives in the apartments down the block. She comes up here to hang out once in a while too. So, it it's really cool to ju- just have everyone here and just learn different cultures. Sometimes we have like food nights. So Enrico Barzola, well, I don't know, he's like, I made ceviche for every you, like oh, all of you, yes. in ceviche. <laughs> and you know, Rami Ahmed's like, oh, I'm gonna make some Russian food for everyone, or you know, so it's everything's different every day. I'm making tacos. I'm I'm the typical Mexican. It's like, all right, I'm making tacos. <laughs> so, so tacos. Uh, yeah, so it, it's really cool, man. It's really really cool. Eat the tacos while drinking your Maltagoya. <laughs> yeah oh man well it's funny because yesterday we we all went out to um uh just a grocery store to buy like soda or whatever just enjoy ourselves and enrique bought this coconut water he's like oh this is one of the best ones um somebody else bought like one of his favorite sodas i'm like i'm gonna get one of mine and that's like the puerto rican Matagoya. so i bought it and we're all just kind of like sharing the cup like oh how does this taste how does this taste and you know so again we, we all have a good time and i enjoyed myself that's awesome. How's that's, it? Uh, good, yeah. How's it training with um, under Mike Brown? It's cool, man. Mike Brown's a very, very good coach. Um, I was helping Hannah Brown for his last fight, and you know, I try to get Mike Brown's attention, but he's you know he's busy with Joanna, he's busy with Brown, he's busy with Amanda Nunes and all these high level fighters. So I'm like, oh man, I really got to impress him some way. And so I spoke Brown. I believe it was the second or third time, and Brown has phenomenal takedowns. His leg kicks are tremendously hard, and you know, he, he's very good inside the pocket, so I really had to change my style because he's a little bigger than I am. So um, him and I were actually going back and forth one day, and he's like, good good job, Shorty. You know what? You're going to go with Brow every single sparring day. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. all right, cool. <laughs> and me, I, I enjoy that. Like, yeah. The first the first day I sparred with Brow, I was like, oh, I, for some reason, I just want to feel his leg kick just to see. So I stood right in front of him. Horrible idea. It was the worst idea yeah. ever because I was sore for like two more weeks. Like it never went away, and the people would like kick it like this, and I'd be like, oh god, it hurts, you know. So, um, my spar brow again. I was like, man, I can't take any more leg kicks. My leg is still bruised from the last time we sparred. 
okay, I got a circle right. I got a circle right. And I honestly started to watch the TJ Dillashaw fights. And I'm like, okay, I just got to move more. I got to move more and catch him off guard, throw fakes and stuff like that. And it, it worked out a lot. You know, so Mike Brown um, has been watching me spar every once in a while, mainly with Burrell. And, you know, Burrell's really cool. There's a lot of camaraderie there. So it, it really does help a lot with all these guys. Again, Pedro Mujol, Joseph Formiga, um, Adriana Moraz, and, and Horiguchi, all the guys in my weight class, or weight classes. It, it's really cool. There's a lot of camaraderie here. No one... No one's like, oh, I might fight you one day. I'm not going to spar with you. It's like, who cares? We're all helping each other and see where it goes from here. Yeah, that's cool. Mike, Mike Brown surprised me at at how he's become such a phenomenal coach. I remember watching mm-hmm. him. He's always a good fighter, you know, a, a real cerebral fighter. But I think I think he's a really, really good coach as he's stepped up into that role at ATT. He's done great things out there. Yeah, he's he's really brought out the best of some people. And the cool thing about it here is, you know, he'll teach MMA classes. He'll teach some of the jiu-jitsu wrestling classes. And uh, sometimes he'll put the spotlight on some of these fighters. I know one of the Polish guys had real slick ankle and heel hooks, um, just footlocks in general. And he's like, you know what? Hey, man, come on in, show a couple moves, uh, explain it for a little bit, and you know, it gives you the spotlight. So he he really tries to not just implement his style, but open up your styles to other people as well. Nice. Well, I mean, cool. so I told you, you know, we'd go about an hour. You know, not a long. I know I mean, the first time we uh, interviewed you was like two and a half hour show. <laughs> yeah, it was a long two show. And a, two and a, yeah, I, I blame you, man. You're just everything flows like time just flies when talking to you. You're, you're like an I, easy I, interview. I, so. I remember that day. I was like, all right, I'll be right back. I'm gonna do like a 20, 30 minute interview. I'll be back in like two yeah. and a half hours. Like, dude, where the hell did you go? Did you get food or? Because if, if you got food, we're gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm pissed. I didn't get food. Yeah. The same thing with my fiance. She was like. How long does this take? I'm about an hour, hour and a half, maybe. And then, maybe. like two and a half hours Pops. later, it's like, what were you doing? The show <laughs> still? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I was like, no, nah, you're just easy to talk to, man. You you don't sit there and wait for anything to be asked for you. But uh, I do have a couple things before we do end the sh- show portion with you, man, because I it's what four o'clock an hour or so where you're at. So I'm pretty sure you want to enjoy your Sunday evening. Um, <laughs> Going back to bed. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's that's where I want to be. Um, the hot topic on everybody's mind right now, next week. Is it next week? No, two weeks from now. Two weekends from now. Mm-hmm. UFC 223. You got the mentioned Joanna uh, going to get her title back from Rose. Um, not going to really ask you about that because you know there might be some bias there from her being an American top team person right now. The main event, though is the one everybody's looking forward to, Tony versus Khabib. Get chills. Yeah, I'm so excited. We've talked about that on every episode for like the past three weeks. Uh, how do you see that fight going down, man? If you were a betting person, where do you put your money? How do you think that like somebody like Tony can beat somebody like Khabib and, and vice versa? It's just there's so many questions around it. Like, What are your thoughts on this fight? Uh, I, I do want to chime in real quick in the Joanna Rose fight. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know Joanna now, her and I have become decent friends, and uh talk talk a good amount but she has she she's definitely the boogie woman i mean she talks smack while she spars some of these guys and i'm just like ah <laughs> uh, man if i was in there i wouldn't let her talk to me that way like she talks smack <laughs> all the time which is hilarious but that's that's just how she fights um but i can tell you man she's been training a whole different way even you know mike brown again is her personal coach and he's just been saying personally that um she's much different in this fight you know it's some people, in a sense, need to lose to really yeah. get the best out of them. For me, I lost my first MMA fight, and I don't know, I'm, I'm 32 straight. If I didn't lose that first fight, I definitely would have lost my second one. You know, so um, 
it changed my mindset. I know it 100% has changed her mindset. And she's training so much harder. It's, it's it's ridiculous what she's doing. I mean, she's added so much to her game and um, her weight's so much better. I know she was worried about that with this one. And yeah, um, the video was out there I, about her almost dying and all that, just like looking bad on that. No, I, I mean, she, yeah, she, yeah. she told me the story because I was trying to um, have Lou just give her tips and help her out. I mean, she, the, the story she gave us is, is ridiculous. I mean, the stuff that um, Perfecting Athletes, I believe is a company mm. that worked with her, yeah. really just threw her under the bus multiple times. And it's mm. like, dude, this is your, your, at least right now, your number one client. How are you going to throw her under the bus? Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yep. you know, she fired them. And again, she is a very, very loyal person. So um, if if you're with her, she's with you. But they really like, killed her. And mainly with the, the whole, you know, wake up for the fight. Um, when people say, oh, it's never the weight cut, like, in the first round, no, it only happens in the second and third round. It's like, if you're that out of it, oh, trust yeah. me, you're that out of it. And I've had wrestling matches where I've been that out of it. It's, it gets really, really bad. So her right now, she's she's definitely coming back, and I'm actually afraid uh, to, to see in, in the fight what the boogie woman's going to do. And I've been calling her the boogie woman to everyone. One, I think it's just hilarious to say. And two, she 100%, like, I understand why they call her that. Like, she didn't give herself that nickname. People have given her that nickname for mm. a reason. Which is um, so weird but, because I met her at the UFC Expos. Like, it was when she, her arm was damaged. She was in a cast and everything. The sweetest person, man. I was like, damn, you're yeah. so cute. <laughs> like, you're, yeah, you're she, so, she, the way she sounds when she talks like a normal person, like, and converses with you, it's like, you're so adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's awesome. Like, she has a penny board. She plays Nintendo Switch. I'm like, I have a penny board. I play Nintendo Switch. We got <laughs> it. play a Switch, too. Cruise. Yeah, I was like, we got to cruise and do whatever. So, yeah, she's real cool. Like she has a lot of fun. She's an open person, very caring person. But uh, you know, she is definitely one of those people. If you mess up her trust, you're out of there. <laughs> you know, so um, understand. But that. I'm see how she does against Rose, and I know it's going to be a much different fight. You know, obviously, I can't say where it's going to go. I don't know how Rose is trained. I don't know what she's doing, but um, it's going to be a much different fight. But for the Khabib and then Ferguson, I am biased because I am Khabib's friend. I have trained with Khabib, and he is actually the reason why I got signed to Titan FC. Oh. But he, uh, he man is. Oh, did, did I tell you that? I, I don't know. I wrote, we, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we got that on this but, show. But, so, for our five real, fans, real, maybe let us know. <laughs> real, so real quick, I was in Bahrain being signed to this KHK team with um, the Prince of Bahrain, Sheikh Khalid bin Hamad Al Khalifa, and he was getting um, Khabib, Islam Makhachev, the Dagestani Eagles, um, Alex Soto, UFC veteran Frankie mm-hmm. Edgar, and myself. Um, so we all go in there. We have a practice and. Uh, Lexic Wan is there, Titan FC COO, and he's there. And I have no clue who Titan is or what Titan is, who Lex is, and he definitely doesn't know who I am. So he's like, hey, you're 35 or Alex Soto is getting ready for his fight at 35 at Titan FC, I believe 35, and um, he needs help for his fight. Do you mind spawn with him? Like, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, he goes, just let you know if it gets too rough, I will stop the fight because right, right now I'm technically still an amateur. So he doesn't know who I am, he just knows I'm amateur. So he goes, if it's too rough, I'll stop the fight. I do very well. He's like, man, who is, what's your name again? I was like, oh, yeah, Jose Shorty Torres, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. The next day, we have like a team sparring day. So I'm sparring with Islam Makachev, some of the Dagestani Eagles, guys in World Series of Fight and stuff like that. Now, out of nowhere, Khabib is like, Shorty, let's, let's roll around. And I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, sure, cool. So we start, you know, going on the wall, and he can't take me down. And this is, everyone's already done practicing. And me and Khabib are just going after it. And so he can't take me down. I'm like, yeah. And then he finally gets me down and beats me up a little bit. And then I'm taking him down. Given he's letting me, he weighs like 190 at the time. 
And, uh, but we're really going after and me, my mental, you know, my mindset is again, the whole Goku thing where I enjoy the challenge. I love the challenge. I want to keep on going until you quit. So him and I were just going for an extra half an hour and could be, um, um Lex McMahon is talking to Frankie. He's like, who the hell is this kid? Like, and out of nowhere, because of me going Khabib, he comes to me when I'm being signed to KHK. He goes, dude, I've never seen anyone go Khabib like that. I've never seen anyone at all, even if they're bigger than Khabib, do what you did against them. And yeah, he's being nice, but he was even bragging about you after the, you know, after the sparring match. I go, he's just like, do you want a four-fight contract Titan? I was like, yeah. I don't know what Titan is, but sure. You know, so. <laughs> okay. You know, he's. He signed me, and you know that's where I'm at today. So again, if it wasn't for Khabib and Alex Soto and all these guys in KHK, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I think you did tell us this. Now that I remember, now that now it's jogging, I think you did tell us either on the first or second time we had you on here. But either way, it's another good story for anybody that hasn't listened to those episodes. So, <laughs> so for for that, I am biased with you know Khabib rolling around. I can tell you, I have seen him attack like a bear attack a fish. It is ridiculous. Um, when he's on top of you, he's on top of you. It doesn't matter how good your jiu-jitsu is. If he has a position he wants to get in, he's going to keep you there. Mm-hmm. The problem is Tony Ferguson, again, he, he the 10 planet jiu-jitsu strides off of very, very bad situations and off of very good flexibility. And Tony Ferguson has all the above. He's been beat up. He's been even beat up on the ground and somehow ends up in the darts. You know, so can Khabib <laughs> experience in the Sambo style, you know, keep him safe. You know, he's never fought someone with such a high-level jiu-jitsu like like, you know, Tony Ferguson, but, you know, Tony Ferguson has been beat up multiple times, but he still has not fought a very, very high level. And I, when I say high level, I mean this is a level on its own yeah, of, of Khabib's ground game. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I've, I've, I've actually compared him and, and referenced him as the Terminator on this very show before. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he can't be bargained with, he can't be reasoned with. You know, he will not stop until you're finished, and that's just the way he fights. That's the, I mean, I'm not doing that as a joke. That's just the way the guy fights. <laughs> he Like yeah. what we saw in the Barbosa fight, he, he took a spinning back kick, which it landed. It, I, I don't care yeah. what anybody says. That thing landed because you could hear it, and he just kept coming. Like he just – I I deserve title shot. You know this. Oh, yeah. Goodness, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say what he did to Johnson was absolutely – if I was Michael Johnson, I'd be embarrassed if I was a fighter. Uh, yeah. I mean, to have him talking to you and t- or – beat like hitting you and like dana <laughs> looking yeah. like not even yeah, looking at you <laughs> that's how and that's how good he is again he's beating high level guys toying with them yeah you know i can just imagine what he's gonna do with conor mcgregor if he finally ever gets to face, you know chance to face him but he's not coming back especially if could be yeah. could be wins and I, I i've gone on you know Khabib when he fought barbosa was uh in his interview he said you know i could have finished him anytime i wanted um but i wanted to prove that i could go 30 minutes without or 15 minutes without getting tired. I want it's been a while. I wanted to go 15 minutes all three rounds. It's probably the very first time in history that I believed a man that said I could have finished him any time I wanted. <laughs> it was just yeah. So and, it, and it's really what it was. It's I thought the towel was gonna be thrown in because it yeah, was just that it bad. Probably should have been. The, the look on Barbosa's face at the end of the first was like, uh, no one prepared me for this. <laughs> you know, like the the top pressure in, in control that could be passing is passing and beating you up from half guard and guard and side control. He doesn't even try to get mount. He'll just kick your ass from side control. It's just amazing what he can do. But mm. I don't know. I've been on the fence on this fight. I've been pro Tony most of the, most of the time, but I've been watching Khabib's highlights just to try to get the other perspective, you know? 
Don't toe the line. Don't toe the line, man. You you, you, you were picking no. Tony. Don't toe the line. <laughs> uh, well, we went over this. We went over this last week too, man. Just watching all all it could be, what he can do, and his top pressure and his control. But nobody can can create scrambles and capitalize like you had said, Shorty, on those scrambles or on those tough situations. He's he's more than willing to to give up his back to roll over to to do some kind of sweep or. Or open up his guard, let could be passed. And the second he goes to step up, he can feel the weight transition. And he'll sweep, he'll move. Tony is is just super crafty off his back. And, and Khabib has never faced anyone with the kind of back game that Tony has either. So they're both facing something that they've never faced before. And then plus the, the Tony's range, he's got if what a jiu-jitsu six was easy, it would be called or if Sambo was easy, it'd be called jujitsu. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like Khabib it's, said. It's... Every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that, again, I I look at the the caliber of fighters that they both have faced. They both have faced great guys. Yeah. You look at the caliber of beatings they took from each guy. Khabib's never taken a beating. Nope. You know, Ferguson's been dropped multiple times. He's been beat up. He's been... You know, sometimes you have a manhood on the ground for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a different experience. So that's why, you know, I 100% go for yeah. Khabib. But it is, again, there's every fighter's chance. You know, a punch could land. But And, and I give Tony Ferguson his credit because he, he does start slowing out of nowhere. Like, against Kevin Lee, just, you know, puts it on, throws, you know, puts the pedal in the metal and just goes forward, forward, forward and does his thing. But I just, I just don't see it happening against Khabib. But, again, I've been wrong multiple times. So we'll see what happens. But I am excited for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's the most excited. excited I've been for a fight for a very long time. And I want to point out, too, that a lot of people forget to realize Habib does not have bad striking. His striking is very underrated. <laughs> and I, I'm mm-hmm. almost tempted to, mm-hmm. to pick Habib to win this fight by knockout. I, I do. He's got power in his hands. And I've, I've said before that he's not the reason why his striking is so underrated by people. And I, you've probably seen the same thing. It's because it's basic. But mm-hmm. the basicness of it is so perfectly executed it's 100 percent by the book basic striking but the way he does it is perfect and he does it oh he's 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 punched me i mean him again him and i actually sparred sparred and uh you know i got the speed so i was like all right cool i'm doing this i'm doing this and i ended up kicking his bad knee one of the days i didn't know he had a bad (laughs) knee this is like after the surgery and uh he just out of nowhere started changing his combinations a little bit Everything again, you you see it coming, you know it's coming, but there's nothing you can do to stop it. And uh, whether it's landing or not, everything sets up his takedowns, ground and pound, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, there's no man. He rarely allows you to scramble. And again, That's I'm a small guy and a big guy. There's a lot. There's a lot of space. You know, he takes you down immediately. Goes to crucifix. Takes you down. Oh, you're in half guard. He's immediately going cross body rides and doing all that stuff. You're just mm-hmm. like, 
what the hell? Like, you're not at all giving me a chance, you know? So he 100%, it's, again, it's a different game. We'll see what Tony Ferguson yeah. decides to do. Yeah, his ability to, uh, when he gets on top of you, his ability to make you carry his weight and to, yeah. to, to, to shift his weight so that you can't get out from under him is absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. Anything like it. I And mm-hmm. obviously you felt it, so I'd hate to be in your shoes in that <laughs> instance. <laughs> it was really bad. I remember, I remember getting beat up. I was uh, stuck in a crucifix. He's just like punching me in the face and my head hitting the mag, going back to his gloves, just doing this. I'm like slowly turning, looking at the clock going, damn it, there's still three minutes left. I'm like, Khabib, just let me up. You can take me down again, but just let me up, you know? And so I finished the round. Alex Soto goes in there. He's at 35, getting ready for his fight. And uh, I'm the oddball out. So I'm just kind of there to spar whoever needs sparring. And I don't know where I see Khabib taking down the same position, but this is like four minutes and 30 seconds still left, you know, and he's <laughs> punching, he's punching uh, uh, Alex Soto in the face. And it, I mean, it seriously looked like one of those things from like the Revenant or, you know, like those <laughs> bear attacks and like, you know, the animal planet where you just see like, you don't see the top half, you just see the bear on top of it and you just see the legs doing this. Like that's all they can do is struggle and then like just, look at the legs well I, i'm turning to pete williams and i go hey man did i did i look like that he goes no this is this is much worse this <laughs> much is so worse, much yeah. worse and i was just like oh thank you man, this is horrible <laughs> alex just survive you know, like, just hang in there <laughs> just don't just don't die and i'm like telling him the time like there's still like i'm sad even announced i was like there's still oh, three minutes left sorry buddy <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah, it could be bottom line. He's 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 the answer to their star power. Uh, they're lacking star power. I honestly believe that 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 if, when he wins in my mind uh, in two weeks that like they they won't need Connor. I think I think could be just especially his broken English with his accent and the way he talks shit is just mm-hmm. going to entrance the, the the casual fans. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, he's he's hilarious. I mean, he's he's also a sore loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We play soccer once in a while in, in, in the gym, and he'd like sometimes he'd be losing. He's like, Oh, that was a penalty. No, 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 no. It, it's <laughs> so, him arguing just in general in, in his Russian English dialect is, is just hilarious. Uh, he's a good guy, man. And um, I'm excited for him. I think it's a just a phenomenal fight, win or lose. It's you're fighting the best guy in the world, you know, and it's, it's the best I believe the best. This is, it really is. I believe this is the title fight. You know, this yeah. isn't. Oh, we gotta wait for Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor's not in MMA anymore, so we don't care. Yeah, he's. It's yep. this is the best of the best at the, at the lightweight division. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I'm actually gonna tag uh, Khabib and and say, you know, Khabib, a sore loser. Yeah, that's what Shorty <laughs> Torres said. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> he, he, he was there the whole time, man. He wouldn't stop talking about what a sore loser you are. The <laughs> yeah, whole time. yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You're gonna see a video of him like on top of me, just punching me. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's gonna pull out the Cody Garbrand, like, "Oh, I've taken you down before," and, and to beat you up. No, he's gonna pull a Connor on us, be like, "Who the fuck are you guys?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, last thing, real quick. Uh, I told you when I was setting up the show. I know we're a little over an hour, thirteen minutes or so. I'm horrible time, man. Um, Floyd Mayweather applied for an MMA license or is in the process of doing it. I know, I know when I told you I was going to ask you about it because I'm going to ask any, everybody that comes on the show about it just because it's a very hot topic at least. Um, he's at least in the process of applying for a license, and Tyron Woodley says that he will train him. And I'm on record saying that I think it happens. Fight week, July 2019. 
what are your thoughts on somebody like Floyd coming over and at least getting a fight in UFC or just coming into MMA in general? Um, see, I don't know if he'll do it. It's one of those things that, yeah, he's getting trained. Um, I think it'd be fun to watch just in general. It's fan entertaining. It's Floyd Mayweather. I mean, just to see him jump in a different realm, like, you know, Muhammad Ali did an MMA fight back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. given it wasn't as popular mm-hmm. because of social media now, but, um, talking about the Anoki fight, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's it's definitely you know it's different, it's crazy, but it's also crazier because well, Floyd Mayweather's I believe he's forty now, yeah. you know, so he's definitely obviously out of his prime, and no, he's still very good, but it's his fighting style in boxing just doesn't it doesn't work well in MMA. The whole turning your body like that would be more of a karate style. That's cool, but can he throw kicks? Can he defend the takedown? Can he do this? Can he do that? So. The fight, I guess, technically to make is Conor McGregor, but no. is it really a fair fight? You know, so no, don't do that it, to the poor it, guy. It's a big difference, even for Mayweather's. You know, <clears throat> and I, I do believe it's true that he held back for a good amount of the fight. Oh yeah, until the, the end of the fight. You know, he was trying mm-hmm. to put on a show, and that's that's what he did. And I think it was a phenomenal thing that that he did for Conor McGregor. He boasted Conor McGregor a little bit, helped him out, and. uh you know, kind of was able to land a couple shots and look cool and look good because of it, but he def- definitely didn't deserve to be in that high-caliber type of fight. I believe it's the same thing, vice versa. Yeah, I, I don't think Floyd Mayweather gets in the MMA cage at all. There, everything he's ever done with all of his fights, he set himself up to win before the fight ever happens. There's too much you know, money Canelo, not to have him in it. Take, take Canelo and just bleed him down to 152, you know what I mean, when he fought Canelo fight De La Hoya after his prime, fight Manny Pacquiao after his prime. Like He does everything to set himself up to win, and if he gets inside of a cage, he he's already set himself up to lose. Anyone with decent takedown is going to beat him. It's it's the fact that I think this is the biggest thing is, is the UFC or Zufa or whatever promotion that, that owns the UFC now, company, are they going to pay Floyd Mayweather $300 million to fight? Because if, if they don't get anywhere near that range, yeah. they're not taking the fight. <laughs> they're they're apparently offering Anthony Joshua something that's like for boxing, that. Though. I've heard that is for that talks. is for Zufa boxing. Oh, it's for Zufa boxing. Yeah, that's, okay, that's what a lot of people are failing to realize when they sense. see that news that the Anthony Joshua things for Zufa boxing. Okay. So that makes more yeah, sense. So yeah, so it's it's one of those things that are they gonna? You know, Floyd Mayweather's never went down in his contracts. They've always grown and grown and grown. So. Yeah. His minimum would be three hundred million dollars, or is Zufa or whatever promotion again? Are they going to pay him that much? That's Probably a good point not. because I don't even you know regardless of Mayweather comes over or not, just MMA in general, the UFC. You know, I know it's MMA. We'll call it the UFC since that is the forefront and the pay per view leader has never generated enough to pay a person and uh, three hundred million dollars a single person, and I doubt that they will for a very long time. Sadly, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I still think it might happen. I, I I really do. I just think Floyd's ego is gonna get get in the way of him and make him make a bad decision. <laughs> so I mean that 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 could be and, and you know, again, he has he understands nothing to lose the most to gain. If he loses in this MMA fight, he goes, he could probably just say, dude, I expected it. I was just doing it for a paycheck. You know, so so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shorter. I don't work. think it happens. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we appreciate your time, man. Um, real quick, do you have anything planned for Easter? Anything special? Ah, uh, when is Easter? Next so week. now, next Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I guess like, not. So just tough. next next Sunday, uh, one week from today. So, <laughs> man, if I if I can if I can find a park and collect some eggs, I'm definitely doing that. Uh, 
But no, man, I, I, again, I'm just, it's kind of crazy because I've noticed ever since I graduated college that I don't look at a calendar anymore. You know, I'm not looking at like, oh, my paper's due on Tuesday, March, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, what's today? Oh, my God, it's the 20th. Like, what is it, 25th? You know, so I'm like, oh, wow, we're still in March. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. time's passing fast. I'm, I'm right now just following the UFC schedule. That's the only thing I'm looking at. Like, oh, when, when are these fights happening? When is this yeah. fight happening? So Next fight. That's, I was going to say, April's got a lot of good fights coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just doing my thing, and then you know, Easter, the I maybe I'll wake up a little bit before 3 p.m. We'll see, and uh, <laughs> I'll get my day started. Yeah, I, I was not expecting that. Yeah, shorty. Hey, yeah, we're doing video. Oh, you are? I just woke up. It's like three o'clock. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> let me uh, just slap myself a couple times in the face and just get the day started. All right. I thought fighters got up at like five in the morning, went and jogged, started jogging. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, the funny thing about that was I used to do that when I first started like amateur stuff and I used to do that. And I finished college and, uh, I turned pro and I remember TJ going, why do you run every single day? I was like, yeah, man, like Rocky and do it. He's like, that's dumb. <laughs> I was like, Oh, um, dude, I, I've been doing this. Since I was like four years old, you know, like doing the same routine, even here. When I was cutting weight for the Alberto Oriano fight, they're like, dude, you're working out four times a day. I'm so used to overtraining naturally. It's just a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the Dagestan Eagles and I was in Bahrain, we'd go like seven hard sparring rounds. And then all the guys after were like, okay, who wants to do circuits? And I'm just like, what circuit? Like, are we doing a buffet circuit? Or are we doing like, <laughs> you know, like these guys are like, oh no, circuit. We do sprints here, ladder there. And I'm just like, you're not tired. If we can walk, we're not tired. I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, all right. You're right, technically, let's do it. Yeah, you know, so it's. I guess so. I've slowly learned to, to taper off that stuff and See. and the yolks and in the drinks too. <laughs> and and that thought press process, if I was another fighter, scares the hell out of me. <laughs> no, it's and I mean so. my coach raised me on that as well. The marine lifestyle, like again, I fought at 55 by accident one day. I weighed in at 35. The opponent was 155 because the last minute guy backed out. I was like, oh, sure, whatever. I was like, coach, why don't you tell me this? He goes, ah, it builds character. You'll be fine. <laughs> it builds character. <laughs> I was like, oh, I won the fight. You know, I fought at 170 for a kickboxing match, too. You know, it's like, oh, ah, it builds character. You're fine. I was like, ah, geez. sure. I won that fight, too. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. Let's, uh, good luck, guy. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got plenty of character, so. Yeah, I worked <laughs> yeah. out for it. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully I don't have to build anymore, but we'll see. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, Shorty. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. I know I've been bugging you quite a few times. I'll uh, at least Thank uh, you. No worries, put man. that out there so everybody knows. Like, <laughs> No worries. I'm actually uh, – so the big thing for me is um, coming out with a new, some new gear, you know, this coming weeks. Uh, when a lot of people really liked this hat, which was the purple and gray with the Shorty embroidery logo. That is pretty um, nice. So I'm having that. I'm also having shirts to match it, gray shirts with purple and white letters. Um, I like it. And there goes there the light go again. again. <laughs> the, no, wait, that, was that Forget hat snapback or was that hat a pro style? Yeah, this this hat this hat is a snapback. Snapback. So, Are you getting it in pro? Uh, I don't know. You know, the, the, the pros, um, you know, they're different. I like to I like to keep the snapback just because I – are the pros, so I have to – yeah, it's something I don't know much about. So I have a guy who picked out all my gear and, and okay. takes care of all that for me. But, you know, maybe one day. But I'm going to make these hats, make some shirts that match it. So I do want to eventually do a giveaway. i got to figure out the details very soon. So I will be doing a giveaway, probably giving out two things. Nice. And, uh, you yeah, know, just, just having fun with it and see what, again, what happens next. And uh, 
hopefully I can make an announcement soon of, you know, just, you know, maybe I'm signing with UFC, maybe I'm signing with Bellator, maybe I'm signing with 1FC or Risen. So you just never know. If <laughs> if I don't know, no one else is going to know. So once I know, you guys will all know. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Yeah, look forward. Uh, so uh, website, Instagram, Twitter, if you want to plug all that stuff, man, we appreciate you to, uh, showing up. Yeah. Uh, so Instagram, Jose Shorty Torres, Twitter, Shorty Torres, one, two, five, uh, Facebook, I believe is Jose Shorty Torres of quotations around Shorty. I got to keep on figuring that one out. And, uh, my website is teamshorty.com. does ship worldwide. If anyone wants to support 20% of my earnings go for the kids and they travel and train and do all that stuff. So right now I'm just, there you go right now. And same thing with me. <laughs> Boom. My co-host is lacking. Yeah, you're um, going to shorty store. Okay. <laughs> the shorty speedos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've actually always wanted to do that, just just for the fun of it. But, That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, as long as you don't wear them like Hallman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just trying to have some fun, make different things, and uh, I'm just glad everyone's supporting around the world. And, uh, you know, 20% of the earnings go for the kids in my gym so they can travel, train, and, you know, see if this is what they want to do. You know, I don't have a Brian Ortega fund or – or a Lyndon McFarland fund that, that she's doing right now in Bellator. You know, it's it's just a shorty tours organization just trying to figure out, you know, what I can do to, to better people and kids in my community. So um, it's not much, but it's something to give back. And hopefully if I get a big contract sometime soon, I'll be able to do the same thing back. So we'll see how it all goes. And it's going to happen cool. in my mind. That's for damn sure. Yep. So, Thanks. I have faith, man. All right, shorty, we appreciate your time, man. Hey, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Have a good weekend, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we hear some good news soon. For sure, guys. I appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you all very soon. All right. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Everybody watching the show right now is about to uh, see me just deleting some things on the uh, the overlay, so it's going to look completely unprofessional. I haven't tried to figure out how to do the uh, transitions yet, so bear with me anyways. Anyways, now it's just Joe and I. We're not going to stay on this uh, show very much longer. We've already gone uh, about an hour and 24 minutes with Shorty. I told him Almost. an hour, but damn, he's so good to talk to, man. He's such a great guy. Yeah, yeah good so guy. Much. Easy to talk to. Good stories. We have shirts being made, man. They're coming. I'm going to send do. one. They're, they're in the process. So, no, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm going to pour another beer real quick, even though we're about to finish the show, but I'm going to hang out and drink some beer. Um, but what we yes, didn't sir. get to do in the beginning of the show, that it, the reason yes. why I wanted to do it now. Our beer of the week. That's right. Mr. Riverside Joe, it's a new week, a new drink. What are you drinking this week? It's not a new drink, but it is a new week. I am still on the Sierra Nevada Coffee Stout. It's a good one, man. I got it in the variety. Why don't you tell everybody the truth of why you're still on that Coffee Stout? Um, Because I haven't had a chance to go to the store and get some more beer. (laughs) Yeah, you've been busy. You've been busy with your yard work, so it's fine. You've asked Shorty what he's got going on for Easter, which is what I've got going on is I got my family, you, not included got to work man got a new schedule got a route got to yeah. make money yeah i'm coming over for easter so i had to clean up the backyard trust me i would have loved to come i love family easter time yeah it's all right though so yeah i've been doing that stuff and i was gonna run to the store before the show but home depot went longer than i wanted but what are you drinking buddy what i'm drinking is uh what i wasn't originally going to be drinking for the show the beer i was going to have was actually pretty fucking horrible um, Boulevard Brewing Company's uh, Imperial Stout X. I'm not going to say for any reason whatsoever that the beer is horrible because it was a bad beer as far as I know. It was the last beer on the shelf at the uh, on the special release aisle. So mm-hmm. it could have just not been good. I mean, it could have been sitting for too long. Who knows? 
could be my fault, so maybe I'll give it another chance one day. In the meantime, though, I switched over to the Carl Strauss, ah, Carl Strauss Rec Alley Imperial Stout, uh, 11, uh, about nine percent ABV, not too bad. Um, the drink itself is not too bad. It's a little watery. The beer, there's, um, it's it's basically cocoa nibs and coffee beans uh, from Bird Rock Coffee Roasters. Unfortunately, the flavor is just not quite there. And like you had mentioned before we started recording, mm-hmm. it's what Carl Strauss is known for. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, Carl Strauss is not known for having any over. Their IPA is. I was not gonna say this is a different strong, beer than I'm but... drinking because I finished the Strauss, but that's not part of the yeah. beer of the week. Sorry. Yeah, that looks like a Mandela or something. It is not. It's an IPA. Oh, okay. It is a broken skull IPA, baby. Oh, but bam. Uh, I I'm gonna save I'm Glass gonna save that for a different show. Yeah. Anyways, Joe. Yes, sir. Good times. We uh, might be able to record next week, next Saturday, maybe, before I start my my shift. Um, So we'll preview a full preview of UFC 223. Basically, repeating everything we've said about the main event and the co-main event. (laughs) Yeah. Plus the rest of the cards. uh, It's it's a good card. card, It's a damn good card. card. So we'll preview that. Until then, Mm -hmm. social media time, buddy. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at JoeHud45 on Twitter. Instagram is MMA to the Max Joe and the number two as always. Or two is the number two as always. I'm off today. Yeah, you were a little, a little off today. It, it was it was early. It was earlier than what we usually do about two hours early. Yeah. We had to accommodate right. shorty schedule, so of course. It's a price always. you pay for perfection. Boom. Something like that. Anyways. What you got social media wise, my friend? All right. Find me on Twitter at It's Rock Robster. Instagram at MMA to the Max Rob. As always, the two is the number two. Find the show at Facebook.com forward slash MMA to the Max Podcast or on Twitter at MMA to the Max Show. As always, visit W2Mnet.com, our parent website, to find our podcasts as well as any other podcasts from video games, wrestling, entertainment and other sports including soccer and football and baseball and all that good stuff um find us as always anywhere on youtube stitcher spreaker itunes google play all the good stuff that you can find anything you want to listen to on podcast form i think that's it i think that is it i think that is it we're everywhere yeah that's right so we are going to be hitting a rough transition here soon when i start my new schedule uh, mm-hmm. And my job, my my sales job at Frito Lay, so we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do. Um, I think we'll probably just so everybody knows we'll probably continue to record Sunday afternoons because I won't be able to watch fights live since I'll have to be working Sunday mornings. We're gonna have to start recording every Sunday afternoon for the most part after I get home from work and watch the fights. And for the weekends that don't have fights though, Friday nights we'll be Friday we'll be putting them up. That's just. Hey, gotta provide from the family, right? So that's true. It's what we do. Um, in case everybody uh, watching hasn't noticed this entire time, I've completely revamped the entire overlay and layout, including the intros for the entire show and the outros. So if you like it better than the last one, let us know. If you don't, <laughs> let us know as well. Love it, leave it. Either way, take it. So <laughs> I vote love it. <laughs> I work really hard on this stuff, people. Please love it. It's like. I like need, I need the attention. At, yeah, you do. yeah, he does. Dude. He really, really does. So. By the way, I apologize for the dogs barking earlier. I'm sure everybody heard that. They went crazy over somebody walking around outside. So Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, they went nuts whining. 
Anyways, this has been episode 35. So it has uh, been. I uh, this is Emily Max. I am your host Robert Taylor. This has been. I completely fucked that up, didn't I? That's bad. It happens to you. Yeah, a lot. it's really bad. I was about to just completely <laughs> ignore you. Yeah, yeah. I actually messed up earlier right. when we were talking about uh, uh, Horiguchi. I for some reason got one and Risen mixed up, so it happens. The, the two big, big Asian promotions. That's probably why. Are you saying that all Asians fight alike? No. <laughs> Anyways, Maybe. let's see if I can do this again. For my co-host, Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Riverside Joe, I am your host, Robert Taylor. This has been MMA The Max, episode number 35. We will see you next week. Take care. See podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.